All right. And it sounds like we're on the air, John. Thank you so much for joining me here on Everything Under the Sun. How's your day been? Good. Very good. Thanks. I'm looking forward to music and dance coming up in in the Carbondale-Glenwood area this weekend, and that always makes my day better. I look forward to that. That's right. There's a contra dance at the Carbondale Community School, and uh, that's this Saturday. And there's even a lesson at 7.30 p.m., followed by the contra dance at 8 p.m. Uh, John, tell us a little bit about contra dance for people who are completely unaware of what that means at all. Yeah, sure will. It's, uh, I'll try to be brief about the academic uh, pinhead kind of part of it. But it's a, it's a partner dance, uh, and you're physically interacting with everyone else in the room eventually. Like if you're holding hands in a big circle, say, and you're walking in a circle, you're interacting with a person across the circle, as well as the people you're holding hands with on either side. And it's a partner dance where you change partners, and, uh, and you kind of get to, get to change partners by command, sort of, uh, and also by... Uh, by your own intention, as each dance lasts six, eight, maybe ten minutes, then you can ask somebody to dance, or uh, male ask female, female ask male, or anywhere in between, and uh, a supportive community kind of dance. And it uh, it actually developed as uh, in the British Isles as a, an English country dance. Uh, now it's an American folk dance too, and has spread around the world. So people who have uh, seen movies, uh, Pride and Prejudice is often quoted as one of those movies, but any of those movies from the 1800s of old England often have some dances where there's two long lines and people are interacting, and often the people are, uh, are smiling broadly as they're interacting with different people a few seconds here and there, and that also is a, is a, uh, a standard characteristic of Contra dances here in Colorado, and uh, and this one's coming up every night at the Carbondale Community School on Satank Road there. One of the first articles that I wrote for the Sopra Sun was about contra dances, and it was the same series uh, at the Carbondale Community School back in 2019, and um, I was just really touched by how people get the opportunity to interact across ages um, and with everybody. You feel like you dance with every single person um, when you're at a contra dance. Um, so I'm curious to know a little bit your experience. What was your first contra dance, uh, if you remember it? Yeah, and I'll, uh, I'll uh, tell you that right now. And uh, I'd like to tell it in the, in the present tense and uh, kind of broaden it a little bit, but use present tense. So uh, somebody's listening to these first few minutes, they would know what to expect. Mm -hmm. uh, if they show up at 7.30 for the walkthrough, uh, which kind of familiarizes people with, with what to do. So uh, in Fort Collins, when I was back at Colorado State University, um, in my pre-medical, pre-chiropractic undergraduate studies, uh, I was playing, learning to play the fiddle, and uh, a roommate told me uh, you should go to this thing called a concert, called a contra dance downtown. Uh, they play the kind of music that, that you're playing on the fiddle. So 
so I hadn't heard of it before, and I went down to the uh, community center there, and uh, in the, as in the present tense, when I walked in, there's a lot of friendly people there sitting around, some of them putting on a pair of shoes uh, different than what they walked in with. I just walked in with what I walked in with, and you can do that too. But I saw the wooden floor, and uh, when you see a wooden floor like that, you you kind of appreciate some of the beauty of a, of a community center. And in this case, community center is a, uh, is a site for interaction with members of the community that, that I don't ordinarily interact with, people I've never met before. And I see the band up there tuning up. There's a fiddle player. That's typical. And there's a, uh, a mandolin player, guitar player, stand-up bass. Um, and I like bluegrass music already, and nowadays, in, uh, in this millennium, Americana is the term that incorporates some of those styles of music that incorporate those instruments. And a caller comes up to the front there and says, uh, Welcome, everybody. Um, join us in the center. You don't need a partner. If you have a partner, we'll come out here with them. And if you don't, you'll have a partner in a few seconds. And we'll walk through a few of these moves that we'll do in tonight's Contra Dance. So I did what he said and uh, walked out there and found a partner, somebody I'd never met, and uh, looked like she wanted to dance, and I did too. And the caller walked us through a few things, like form two lines down the center of the hall, facing across from your partner. And the 30 or 40 people do that. Then... Uh, Take hands in your long line. So suddenly I'm taking hands with the person next to me. We haven't even been formally introduced. I don't know their political party. I don't know their, their uh, where they grew up or if they even speak English. Uh, take hands along the long line, and now the two long lines walk towards each other. One, two, three, four, and back to three, four. So that's what I experienced as that first contra dance starting out, and that's what uh, you, the listener, will experience if you uh, take this invitation and come join us every night at 7:30 at the um, Carbondale Community School, and then and then the fun really starts. Uh, so I'll leave the present tense now and just say that uh, uh, it's a it's a non-threatening environment to dance. I wasn't a dancer, and uh, but I wanted to interact with people and uh, and meet meet some new girls from the university there, and it worked out in that way, and it, it really it really greases the gears of social interaction uh, through the ages. It's been going on for a hundred or more years in this country, and it really makes it easy without pressure to meet new people and to not have to prove anything in this supportive environment. I had two left feet, and I still do, but I've learned to make the uh, one of the two left feet dance like a right foot. I learned to listen for the beat by going to these dances, learned to coordinate body movement, trunks, legs, and arms, move to the beat, and uh, met a lot of great people and uh, and, uh, and dance with all the people who I wouldn't otherwise have smiled at and shaken hands with and moved past as I'm 
being led into the next the next part of the dance for a couple hours on a on a Saturday night, and uh, and it's a, an environment in which, like I said, almost everybody uh, has a difficult time at stopping smiling mm-hmm. after that hour and a half or two hours of dancing. It's uh, as you know, Ollie, from your experience with it. I'm sure it's a it's a reflex action uh, when you're so enthusiastic and and pleased and feel feel glad to be glad to be alive and having the music moving you instead of the the uh, didactic mental left brain analytical part of us. We get to be humans in a community which we're really designed to be, of course. Well, for people who caught the very beginning of this show, we did uh, already play a bit of the music that you can expect at a contra dance, courtesy of Molly Child and the Wooden Nickel String Band, and they will be performing live at the contra dance this Saturday, January 14th. Uh, but at Molly's suggestion, I thought maybe we could play another track. This one's called Rainy Night in Montague slash convenience reel and then we'll uh, join John Unger for more conversation after that wonderful
for everybody just tuning in. This is Everything Under the Sun on KDNK. I'm your host, Raleigh Burley. And joining me is John Unger, who is from Montrose. He is a contradance caller as well as a fiddle player. And uh, he's going to be the caller for the contradance at the Carbondale Community School this Saturday. Uh, for anybody who's never done a contradance, there will be a walkthrough at 7.30 p.m., and then the dance will go from 8 to about 10 p.m. Um, and, John, I wanted to ask you a little bit about your journey to becoming a contradance caller. What was that like, and what was the moment you knew that it was something you wanted to pursue? Yeah, the, uh, it's such a welcoming uh, dance for beginners where you don't need to know anything other than how to walk and shake hands, basically. So uh, so that's always been an appeal. And then uh, I'd lived in the front range for a few years and uh, and got exposed to uh, Fort Collins where I had that first contra dance exposure at the university to Boulder and Denver and uh, high energy bunch of dancing with so many people and just such a uh, such a fun time with with uh, no real stress on it. So when I moved to Montrose years and years ago, I I had been getting uh, so much uh, value out of that contra dance and the community and the friendships you can make with a wide range of people that way. But I I didn't want to move to somewhere where there wasn't contra dancing. So I learned to call by. Uh, by mimicking, uh, modeling myself after callers who call so well over there. Uh, Chris Kermit is one name, and he is uh, he is now has the status of, uh, if you call it that, uh, uh, something like a Colorado Heritage Treasure, as he's been uh, leading dances for years and years, and, and his parents actually uh, called for square dances in, I think, the 1940s and 50s on the front range there. So I would model myself after his kind of teaching and calling uh, and uh, learned to call a few dances and then uh, a few friends, gathered a few friends because it, you can have a contra dance, a fun dance with people with only eight or 10 or 12 people, but more often here in uh, Cardinale dance and many dances, you'll often have 30 to 50 uh, sometimes 600 to 1,000 wow. at big dances in uh, big university cities or uh, or in the Northeast or in the, the Deep South even. So, uh, so it's a fun journey, and then I've, I've taught other people to call uh, with Contra Dance in Grand Junction, and I did some teaching for the caller or two who calls up there. And uh, and it it's just... Uh, it's just such a pleasure to bring so much, so much joy to so many people, and I did it because of my selfish motive of wanting to be able to, to have a dance to go to myself. And uh, I've heard about a big gathering over there, maybe in Hotchkiss, or maybe Montrose, an old timey dance and uh, music gathering uh-huh. once a year. Yeah, through the years there have been uh, been some great dances with some great bands traveling through and some great regional bands, too, and the Hotchkiss Memorial Hall called many there with Sweet Sunny South and the Foghorn String Band. 
kind of the subculture, of course, this old-time music, it's called, is the immediate parent of bluegrass music, which Bill Monroe uh, really invented from, uh, from the old-time music that he would play playing for dances in the 1920s with his Uncle Penn. KDNK Bluegrass fans and Americana fans will recognize the name Uncle Penn, likely, from uh, uh, Peter Owen singing it, and there's a song about Bill Monroe's uncle, who he used to travel around on a mule with, uh, fiddle and banjo and guitar, playing for dances, much like this contra dance that, that we'll be doing. So, uh, so the, the, again, it all comes back to, to the joy of it, and, uh, uh, and I was playing the fiddle myself and uh, learned to dance as a result of playing the fiddle, and uh, I'm I'm not a uh, I'm not good enough to be a dance fiddler on a par with, uh, for instance, Don Payne, this exceptionally uh, exceptionally good old time fiddler that will have Saturday night. Who uh, he and his wife uh, uh, April Payne twenty some years ago began this uh, this series of dances and. Uh, uh, and he grew up in the Northeast, Vermont or New Hampshire, where it's, it's died in the world. This, uh, this old-time fiddling tradition is really is really in the in the sinew of people there, and uh, and I just love to hear them play. In fact, some people come to this dance, and we'll be there Saturday night. A few at least who just come to hear and see the band play, even mm-hmm. if they don't choose to get up and dance. It's that good. It's uh, it's it's some of the highest level uh, driving dance music that that uh, that that there is out there. Mm-hmm. Well, and it was a series that was on pause for a number of years as we navigated the pandemic. So, really, a blessing to see it coming back in strength. And um, again, I just really valued from my experiences previous to the pandemic, how you might have somebody who is in their 80s dancing in the group, Mm -hmm. and it's a different experience to dance with her, and there might be, you know, a a 12-year-old girl in the same mix, and um, just the difference of people and how you learn from each person, and and it creates such a collective uh, joy, the whole experience. That's so true. And uh, in our current culture, it is uh, our current culture, as many of the listeners are uh, aware, I'm sure, is really quite stratified, quite layered, and uh, without even using the word polarized, we we often move in different circles in in different generations, which is quite unlike most of our ancestors' experiences of uh, human societies going back not just hundreds, but thousands of years. Uh, in the case of indigenous Native Americans, dance uh, has been a, a major unifying force for villages made up of, of course, every age of person in the village, and and still is. The youth dance, uh, the, bear, the bear dance that the youths do, uh, is a perfect example of that, mm-hmm. and they, they still do the bear dance, uh, so, uh, so that's, 
that is a beautiful thing about it is that you get to interact with people who you might not think to interact with, passing them in the grocery store or passing them on the sidewalk. You might not think you have anything in common. And uh, being at a dance like this, low stress, high energy uh, ends up reminding us uh, of our humanity and how much how much we do have in common uh, with that as that as our bond. Mm-hmm. That's so well said. And by the way, when, when you mentioned uh, wondering about Hotchkiss and an annual event over there at Big B's Orchard, uh, many. Most of your listeners probably have been there and had their great organic uh, uh, produce from that orchard. Uh, now they have a stage there, you know, where a lot of regional bands and other bands passing through play outdoors. And they had a uh, big contra dance there, which was composed of about 90% beginners. And we probably had 50 to 60 people dancing at one time. And the great uh, internationally famous, but uh, regionally uh, humble Wendy Graham from Durango, who calls in England and uh, far distant places. She's become a professional caller. She called a dance for all these beginners, which has to be kind of watered down. But there was so much joy in the air and uh, and. Uh, interaction and uh it really it really made for a great event that's in uh i think it's memorial day usually around memorial day and uh where it's, it's become a small festival like the early days of the telluride bluegrass festival when there were just a few hundred people there camping out playing music together at night mm-hmm. uh, playing songs that they all know or that many people know which are many of these old-time tunes even if you haven't Met these other musicians, you may all know the tune Soldier's Joy or Arkansas Traveler or a little more obscure tunes um, from other regions of, uh, of North America. Well, unfortunately, John, we're already out of time for today's program, but this is an okay. uh, invitation to the listener whose appetite may be uh, whetted that this Saturday, um, January 14th at 7.30 p.m., you can show up to the Carbondale Community School and dive right in. 1505 to Tank Road, and uh, come up and say hi to to the band and to me. I'd love to meet you, and we sure hope uh, some of you will come out and have fun with us, because I can guarantee it'll be fun. Thank you so much, John, and uh, I personally look forward to it myself. I'll see you there. Thanks, Ollie. Bye, everybody.